Have you guys heard of the phrase quitting cold turkey? That's such a crazy phrase. Uh, cold turkey, by the way, is really good. Have you ever just been hungry just for a snack? You just walk to the fridge, grab like a whole handful of cold turkey slices. There's nothing like it. It's so good. What were we talking about again? Welcome friends to New Plan Life, where we've decided to hit the restart button on our lives and pursue what is life-giving instead. We'll be studying scripture daily, talking about current events with guests, and so much more. Thanks for listening. God bless. Okay, welcome to another podcast. Today, we're talking about cold turkey. And by that, I mean quitting cold turkey. I looked it up, by the way, because... I'm just curious, where did that saying even come from? Quitting cold turkey, like, that's such a strange saying. So, I looked it up. Apparently, cold turkey used to mean talking plainly. It used to just mean, you know, I'm talking cold turkey. Like, I'm talking plainly. I'm not being eloquent. I'm just telling you how it is. It is how it is. Um, A lot of people say it came from a doctor where a drug addict would come to him and he would use something he called the cold turkey treatment, which I guess kind of translates because if you think of talking plainly, then quitting cold turkey just means plainly. It doesn't mean using a fancy method. It doesn't mean slowly weaning yourself off. It's just, I'm just quitting. (laughs) I'm talking plainly. I'm quitting plainly. Uh, some people refer to it as when you get like withdrawals, you have like, you know what I mean? Those uh, cold chills and you get goosebumps and it's kind of like cold turkey in the fridge. I don't know. There's a bunch of theories. But anyways, the reason we're talking about cold turkey, because the things in our life, some things we do, like we discussed in other podcasts, we don't even like the stuff that we do because we know it's bad for us, but we do it anyways. And I personally like the cold turkey method. And I get it. When someone's like really addicted to something that uh, is not necessarily good for them, it it's obvious, right? You ask the question, well, how, how can I just stop? And I don't even like cold turkey. First off, cold turkey is delicious. And how dare you? Side note, have you ever had a cooked hot dog wrapped in turkey? Better yet, putting cheese inside the turkey and wrapping it around the hot dog so you get a hot dog that has cheese on the outside of it, wrapped in turkey. Oh my gosh, Just that's a life hack for you guys. I, I, You know, I haven't had that in so long. Thank you guys for somehow reminding me of that. <laughs> Anyways, um, ideally, of course, the best way to get rid of something that you don't like doing and to replace it with something better and more healthy, that is to follow the cold turkey method. You can wean off. That's not a bad thing, but... Check out this scripture that I think is uh, pretty supportive of just cutting it off right then and there. Mark 9.23 says, And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands and go to hell. Jesus takes sinning really seriously. And I don't mean to get graphic, but he takes sin so seriously that if you if your left hand causes you to sin, it's like it's so serious that you should almost go to your kitchen and literally just butcher knife your hand. Like sin is very serious and in America we don't we don't take it as serious as we should anymore. 
And that's why this podcast, I am giving you the method to stop it. And that's quitting cold turkey. Jesus is interested in building holy, devoted, righteous followers of the Father. And to be frank, he's having a lot of trouble building a new creation that's adamant on keeping the old one. This is why I'm having this podcast. It blows my mind how so many self-professing Christians claim to live as a new creation when we, we see their lives and they spend their lives in free time partaking in ungodly things. But that's myself included. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus. This is not a judgment, right? It's merely a fact because I'm aware of how human nature works. Actually, you know, I'll throw myself under the bus. I would lead worship on a Sunday uh, just to go home and play games for seven hours um, the rest of the day. And on the flip side of that, I would be a hypocrite and call out other people for living a not godly life and using their time wisely. And instead of pointing out their hypocrisy, why not stop the hypocrisy in ourselves first? The new creation is a godly creation. And when we partake in ungodly things, it reminds me of 2 Corinthians 6.15 that says, What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? James 3.11, Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? 1 Corinthians, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and from the cup of the demons too. You cannot eat at the Lord's table and at the table of demons. Matthew 6.24, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. Which in this case, you can't serve God and ungodliness at the same time. There are a lot of these Bible verses, and they all have the same message. Pick a side and mean it. You can't stop if you don't stop. Does that make sense? Let me say that again. You can't stop if you don't stop. So cut it off. I mean, hopefully not literally. Hopefully it's not your hand, right? Throw it out. Sell it. Whatever you need to do. Just because it's a social norm doesn't mean that you have to do it. But imagine how much progress God could make in creating a new creation in you if you completely detach yourself from worldly things. The Bible says in Titus 2.12, Train us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, especially now. Think about boot camp. Boot camp isn't even training yet. It's literally just getting you ready for the intense training that you're about to endure later. In the same way, some think that they are far in their Christian walk when they're really still in boot camp. They're not even in the real training. They're not even in the war yet. They're not even fighting yet. They're, they're still in boot camp and still trying to figure out how to, to walk, basically, in the Christian life. When someone has no self-control, they're going to fail training because they don't have self-control to train, right? It's an addiction when... You don't have the self-control to take it out of your life. Or even worse, it's an idol. 
That's like me saying, Hi, my name is Dylan Dry, and I'm addicted to video games, and I don't know how to stop. I don't want to stop. I enjoy killing people virtually, and using my mind to find the best way to kill them. I usually aim for the head, because this is based on the fastest way to kill someone in real life. That's... That's not so good. We have to learn how to finally put off our childish ways and abandon these elementary principles of Christianity in boot camp where I should already know better than these things and admit that I was wrong. But again, this requires us to be extremely vulnerable to God's truth and not my own truth anymore. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says, I had to talk to you like you belong to the world or as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk and not solid food because you weren't even ready for anything stronger, and you still aren't ready, for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. I quote this passage because before we get into the meat of what we're talking about here, we have to get out of boot camp. We have to start actually training in godliness. We have to quit these things cold turkey, right? We have to understand that for us to even start walking the true Christian life and serving and putting others first and getting out into the mission field, we can't have these things dragging us down willfully. That doesn't mean we're going to fall short of the glory of God and sin and maybe fall back into these every once in a while, but we have to get out of, it's, it is kind of like boot camp, right? When you train yourself, your body isn't used to using those muscles, and we have to train them to become stronger and more disciplined. Just like our life, we have to train ourselves to become stronger and more disciplined before we can jump into the war. The last thing you want in a spiritual warfare is someone who is untrained, undisciplined, walking in sin, and doesn't have any idea what they're doing there. The Corinthian church in this passage, cared more about diving into their own pleasures rather than God's. And I can relate. I, I, I know what that's like. You probably know what that's like. We've, we've all been there. I personally was addicted to game, video games, for 13 plus years. I mean, I just played them constantly, all the time. And have you seen those like packages for toys that say for ages 12 plus? If I were able to play video games out of the womb until I was 12 plus, that would have been me. I would have been doing it. But that is a lot of wasted time. Think of how many lives you could have changed. Think of how much you could have experienced God and known him on a deeper level. How much could I have served the least of these? How many instruments could I have learned? I love music and I want to learn so much and I could have learned so many instruments and that's gone. And I have nothing to show for that. And it makes me just sad even thinking about all the time that I've wasted in my life. And and if you're hearing this and you're addicted to something that is just stealing your life away from you, stop. Please. You, child of God, you have so much potential. You have no idea you have heights and dreams waiting for you on the horizon. You have people waiting for you to help them. You have goals that are quickly fading because your life is moving on and you're not. Day by day, you're getting older and you're losing days of your life, but you're not moving with it. 
You're sacrificing it. And for what? You can't grab on to these dreams that you have with your hands full. I wish so much I could talk to the listener face to face so I could tell you how deeply God has filled this void in my life. I have true joy now. I can feel complete because I I can actually talk to people where I used to be so shy in this I used to be stuck in this peanut-sized bubble and not take risks and be fearful of what people think about me and be scared and feel like I'm talked down to and always try to people-please. But now, I know what life is about because God has called me to a greater and better life and to take up responsibility and leave my childish ways behind and be honest with myself about my addictions and the things that I struggle with and put them to the side in the name of walking with Jesus Christ himself. But first we have to quit cold turkey before we can have the conversation of serving Christ because Christ will not use someone who is already being used by something else. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, For we are familiar with the devil's evil schemes. We need to be aware that Satan sees what we do, and he will use any tool he can to creep ungodliness into our lives and into our hearts. These things that we're all talking about, these can be used in a godly way. TV, video games, playing with your brothers, watching a movie with friends— These things aren't ungodly in themselves. It's when we use them for ungodly things and then we misidentify them as a good thing is where the problem starts. It's an intent of the heart. Am I doing this for God's glory and bonding and hanging out with my friends and family or serving in some way? Or am I literally just doing this to please myself? Even if it's not an addiction, we we still need to identify it can be used as something that is ungodly before we can actually move forward. Because again, Satan sees these things and he's going to use any tool necessary to bring you down. If we can't honestly and confidently point out the ungodly activities and addictions in our lives, then what's coming next in our Christian walk, you won't be able to chew. And it won't be something as easy to chew as cold turkey. We're talking about getting into the meat of the gospel. So our new plan for today is twofold. First, to quit cold turkey. (laughs) Um, Hopefully not have to cut off your hand, but in any way you can. It doesn't have to be on the spot. But just remember, God takes sinning very seriously, and he wants you to quit it immediately as fast as you can. And secondly, we need to leave boot camp. We need to get in the actual training for the war because when we go out into the world, the world doesn't like spiritual truth. It doesn't like the Bible. It doesn't like Jesus. And we need to be able to suffer and withstand these things and not be indulging in self and being led by the Spirit instead. So let's come together. Let's cut out the ungodliness And allow God to train true soldiers of Christ and not consumers of the world. Thank you guys for listening. And hey, listen, I need you to try that. Hot dog wrapped with turkey and cheese. It's... (laughs) 
I literally invented, I've never seen this in my entire life. I invented it one day because I was hungry and I wanted some meat, but I also want some cheese. And uh, <laughs> anyways, you guys got to try it. It's really good. So thank you guys for joining. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have anything you want to tell me about your new life and your new plan, I'd love to help in any way I can. And thank you guys for chilling. God bless. Peace.